your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, happily of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you guys will find out why I say happily, because I'm super proud to be a part of a network that backs us. You'll find out soon. This episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Bill Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy. Trust me. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. And I'm happily here to tell you about the Houston Texans, what they have going on. An interesting conversation that Cody has prepared for the show today. But first, I want to let you guys know that special teams coordinator Bradley Seeley announced his retirement on this past Friday. Seeley was in his third year with the Texans and his 32nd year in the NFL overall. Seeley originally entered the NFL with the Colts back in 1989 as a special team and tight ends coach. He stuck with the special teams through stints with the Jets, Panthers, Patriots, Browns, and 49ers. He also won those three Super Bowl rings with Bill Belichick staff in New England. He's mentioning that he's, you know, incredibly fortunate to spend 30 years in the NFL coaching the game that he loves. The Texans did not name a new coordinator as of this moment. However, Tracy Smith is the assistant special teams coach and has worked with Sealy for most of the last decade. Cody, do you think the playoff game this past year played a huge role into him finally retiring? Or did you look around and say, hey, 32 years is enough for me in this league? Um, I think if anything, he looked around and said 32 years in the league is enough for him. And that is a realistic standpoint because most people, regardless of what your occupations is, 30 years, 32, 40, or whatever the case might be, 30 years is enough. <laughs> Everyone knows a, a a great part of the Texans starting to blow that lead against the Kansas City Chiefs in that playoff game on special teams. But at the end of the down, I don't think that had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure out of 32 years, this man possibly had other things that was possibly worse than what we saw with, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. And let's take a look at this. Since Sealy arrived in Houston back in 2018, you know, the Texans were ranked 26th at the time. The following year, they went to fifth, and this, and this past season, they ranked fourth. So he has done a remarkable job in just three years, bringing that ranking down from 26 all the way to four uh, with the special teams here in Houston. And Celia has coached 10 different players uh, to 17 special team pro bowlers that we know about you know, his time in New England. I think that the departure with Houston really, you know, it really it really just says I've had enough. Not I, I've had enough of a bad thing. I just, I've had enough of the NFL, the league total. Now, the funny thing about it is the Texans throughout this entire offseason, Cody, they've mentioned, or not mentioned, but they've promoted guys, right? We know Anthony Weaver is now the new D.C. We know that Tim Kelly will now be the full-time uh, offensive play caller for this offense moving into next year. Will Tracy Smith get promoted to assistant special teams coach uh, to the special teams coach? Will they bring in someone outside? I think if I'm the Houston Texans right now, and, you know, I just mentioned how Tracy Smith has spent – 
most of the last decade working with Sealy. I think that he soaked up everything that he could possibly soak up. And if your team in the last couple of years were ranked five and four respectively on special teams, why not keep a familiar face around to keep that mojo and momentum going? I wholeheartedly expect to see Tracy Smith announced as a full-time special teams coach here in Houston. Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Bill Bars are tasty. Not none of that bland, no flavor bars. No, none of that. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Who doesn't like candy bar? Snickers, Mr. Good Bar, the whole nine. But it's just a little bit more better for you. 16 amazing flavors. Eight chocolate nut flavors. Eight chocolate nut free flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy like me. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, which is what you really need if you're really trying to get it a little bit healthier. Flavor profile here, peanut butter brownie, 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that is promo code locked on for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. You know, we talked about this receiving core a lot ever since the departure of DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't want to continue sounding like a broken record, but there is so much to be said when you talk about the Texans heading into the 2020 season. And of course, a big part of it is what to expect from that receiving core. We talked about Brandon Cooks. We talked about what Randall Cobb can bring to this team. And everyone knows that Kenny still is still a second tier reliable option for this team. But the one guy that we always just hinted on, but we never really talk fully about is Will Fuller. There is a lot of pressure on Will Fuller heading into this new season. He is not only stepping into the role as possibly the Texans number one receiver. I mean, it, you can you can honestly say that when you look at this core number one option for at least the first half of the season. And I only say that because. Deshaun Watson is going to the is going to depend heavily on the chemistry he has built with Fuller over the past couple of over the past couple of seasons. Now, with that being said, not only is he stepping into a role as the Texans' number one option, but you also got to take a look at his contract situation. John Fuller is entering a contract season. As you all know, the Texans actually picked up. Fuller's fifth year option, which is worth somewhere around $10 million for the 2020 season, which means he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the conclusion of this year. So, you know, Fuller is also looking for a big payday. Not only is he going to fill the role as the Texans' number one option, not only is he going to be someone who's looking for a, a big payday, there's also the big question of can he stay healthy? Fuller is coming into a season where he's going to have. Three narratives attached to his name. Can he be that number one option? Will he play well enough to not only get a contract from the Texans, but I might add, you're also looking at, you're also expecting a franchise to give Fuller some amount of money, the same amount of money that they're going to have to give to Deshaun Watson, who is expecting a, a big payday. And you're looking at a fact, can he stay healthy? So this is going to be a big season for Fuller. And John, I'm sorry. Will Fuller is my boy, but I think he might crack under pressure.
Well, hopefully he does not. I think the balance of this offense and the weight of this offense ultimately, you know, hangs on what Fuller can do while on the field. And I want to say this, that last year Fuller had 670 yards, right? The yards before catch, which is the amount of yards that the ball was in the air before Will Fuller caught the ball, was 451. That's well over half the receiving yards total. So his big playability is what, oh, by the way, his yak yards was almost half of the yards before a catch in the air. So at 219. So his big playability is what this organization, the fans, Will Fuller himself, right? I know he gets frustrated with his hamstring issue along with any other, any other injury that he has to fight through to play on the field. I get it. As a football player, you just want to be on the field a lot of times, and it just so happens that your body can work against you. I understand that. However, this is a league that, you know, it's constantly reminding you, what have you done for me lately? Now, I say all of that to say this. Getting back to my original point, his big playability is what, you know, essentially – This offense can hang in the balance. And I say that because we look at this team as a team with a lot of guys that make possibly a potent offense. But in order for that offense to be potent, Max Sharper, you have to pull. And when you pull, we need for you to knock somebody's ass in the dirt. Larry Thompson, we need to make sure that that's $22 million you're going to make over the course of your three years. We need to make sure that Deshaun Watson stays as clean as possible. Titus Howard, that that risk we took on you last year as a rookie, you, you panned out for the games that you played. We need for you to stay on the field. And we also need for you to play. David Johnson, we just traded the best receiver in the league for you. We need for you to contribute. Yeah, we brought in Brandon Cooks, who we know how phenomenal he can be, right? But it all really boils down to everybody on the field operating as one band, one sound. And I don't want to hear fight of the bumblebee. But collectively as a unit, everybody has to do what they need to do. When we look at the Kansas City Chiefs, right? We know how potent Travis Kelsey is. And we know how potent Cheetah is. You know, Tyreek Hill at receiver. And we also know how potent Patrick Mahomes is. That's not even a question. But what makes that team go so well is that you have McCole Hartman who steps up. You have Robinson who steps up. You have any one of those running backs at any given time that step up on that offense. And they do that throughout the course, at least this past year, throughout the course of 16 games in a 17-week schedule and in the playoffs. And everybody does their job, and everybody does it at one time, and everybody continues to make that monster of an offense continue to flow. That's what we need here in Houston. We need Will Fuller on the field. We need the scariness of Fuller on one side, Cooks on the other side, Kenny Steele, the Renner Cobb in the middle doing what they do, right? And I think when you have that explosiveness that potentially could shake the league, you know, if they're on the field, who do you cover? Understand? Oh, I mean, we can stop Cooks, but if Fuller's on the field and he's healthy, he's rocking and rolling right now, we've seen him, uh, how much bigger of a problem he can be. Vice versa with Cooks. This offense, I don't think, would be as potent, as explosive, 
as it could be if it's easy to zero down on one guy. And I think when Will Fuller's on the field, it's impossible to zero down on one guy. I think that was the biggest part, the letdown, rather, that we've seen with Will Fuller and what could potentially have been with him, Watson, and Hopkins. Because we never got the full experience. We never did. We got the 635 yards your rookie year, which got hurt. We got the 270-yard, three-touchdown game against Atlanta this past year, but, you know, you got hurt. We've seen those explosive games throughout the course of your career, but, you know, you got hurt. And I think going into this year, the criticalness of him being on that field, not only for himself and his own contract looking forward for the future, because we know that he picked up, well, the team picked up the 50-year option, he would be making around $10.3 million. But for this entire offense, Cooks can feed off you and do damage. Kenny Stills and Renekar can feed off you and Cooks, and they can do damage. David Johnson, Duke Johnson can feed off the receiving core and they can do damage in the run and passing game. And, and Thomas, and Fails, and Atkins, and then we'll see what Kaheli Warren can do. All I'm saying is for this team to be where it needs to be, right? And I think going into this year with the anticipation of Watson, we'll get this deal soon, this mega deal. The essential thought, at least for me, is it's most important when you can win a Super Bowl with your quarterback on your rookie deal. That's what the Chiefs did. That's what the Patriots did to start off that dynasty, right? And before Flacco had got his huge contract, he won one of the most phenomenal runs in playoff history. And I don't, I don't, I think, I don't know if it was a rookie deal or did they reconstruct it and give him a little bit more, but it wasn't the mega deal that he had got that following year. Fuller is a very, very important part to this offense. The question is, like you said, will he crack under pressure? I don't I don't want to say crack. I just think the word unavailable is the best to use. John, I hear you, and I know you don't want to make this sound like a one-man band. I mean, hell, this is the NFL. This is a team sport, possibly the one sport that depends on, you know, the whole entire team more than any sport. This isn't the NBA where you could depend on a guy to go out and score 30 points and that can – actually help you get to 40 to 45 wins but because fuller is one of the one guys who is basically rooted in bill o'brien's system with with nook no longer in the picture a big portion of the texan success is going to come from him you have to look at the reality of the situation what's going on in the world what's going on with this team from on field off field where he's going to be heading into his fifth season. There's a lot riding on this guy plate right now. And if he can stay healthy and if he can produce, I'm all for it. But I just believe that there's too much that's going to be dependent on Fuller. Not saying that the other receiving core is not going to step up to the plate because I'm nowhere near saying that. But in my eyes, I feel Fuller is going has to be that number one guy in order to take this team to a better to in order for Bill O'Brien's plan to work and try to make this team more diverse, a lot of it is going to fall on Will Fuller's shoulders. I would disagree with you and say I think Brandon Cook is going into this season will be the number one receiver and I think Will Fuller will be the best complement receiver for Cooks, which is why I think he's essentially, you know, I agree with you. He's very important to this offense because without a number two that's scary for Cooks, I, I don't know what Cooks is. I really don't. But I think they will balance each other out. Well, let me ask you this question. Are you going off of the cooks that was in New Orleans and New England? 
or are you going off of what he could potentially bring? Because if you take a look at last season, Cooks was nowhere near the player he was over the past couple of years. Now, he said it was a down year. I could believe that. But what I saw from Cooks last season, I'm not too sure if he could still live up to the plate as being that number one receiver. Let me say this about Cooks last season. Let's look at the year before that when Jared Goff had everything going his way and Ty Gurley was carrying that offense. All Jared Goff had to go out there and do was read a card or do his one-look reads. That's the thing about Jared Goff that gets me. He's a one-look read quarterback, and until he, you know, is able to go through his reads and, you know, really do more than what is hand-wrapped to him from the sideline by McVay, not putting too much stock in him. And, and that's what happened last year. Todd Gurley was nowhere near where he needed to be, was not healthy, had very tough outings. And they put the shoulder, the game uh, on Jared Goff's shoulder, and he did not, you know, perform. He missed Brandon Cooks a lot. Um, and then now Cooks will be coming here in Houston to Deshaun Watson, who's a much more gifted and talented quarterback than Jared Goff. And we know how great Deshaun Watson is ranked five in the NFL right now with deep ball accuracy. Yeah, that's going to help out and work much more better for Brandon Cooks than playing with Jared Goff last year. Because, listen, the year before last year, Jared Goff had everything going his way, and Brandon Cooks had a 1,000-yard season, and he had a great year. That's when they got, you know, shut out in the Super Bowl by New England. Last year, Jared Goff did not have everything going his way. He did not have a security blanket as empty as possible with Todd Gurley, and it showed. Now, Brandon Cooks will be as free as possible playing with a better quarterback who, mind you, has the best arm talent for Brandon Cooks' fit. I think they're a better fit together than Goff and Cooks traditionally without everything being gift-wrapped on a silver platform. Well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that last segment. Um, Hell, Brandon Cooks had a phenomenal year in 2018, but you also got to remember a lot of teams – when they was facing off against the Los Angeles Rams, they wasn't worried about Brandon Cooks. They was trying to stop Todd Gurley. And that took a lot of pressure off of Cooks. Now, once again, is he the guy that's going to come here and be the guy that we saw in New Orleans and, and, and that we saw in New England? Hopefully. But if he's not, once again, a big portion of this, of, of this team's success is going to fall on the shoulders of Will Fuller. And with so many factors working against him right now, I'm not too confident in his ability to step up to the plate. Locked on Texans podcast only on the Locked on Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow Locked on Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, Spotify. Be sure to follow Locked on Texans on Facebook and Twitter at Locked on Texas. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. John, some sports guy, hit going. You can follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Ys at the end. And again, guys, I, I'm super proud to be a part of this Lockdown Podcast Network. I want to give a shout out to David Locke and everybody that is, you know, a part of this Lockdown family. Until tomorrow, the day after, and whenever we do this show, I want to let you guys know that I really mean this when I say peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day.